800 AM and 94.9 FM KINY Juno from the Alaska Airlines Studio. Local first. Now, News of the North. From the capital city, I'm Jazz Garrett. These are the stories we're following this hour. Earlier today, Juno Police Department responded to a bomb threat at Harborview Elementary School. Donations are being accepted through next Friday for the Southeast Alaska community of Rankle. And for Dryden Middle School put on an orchestra and band 6th grade winter concert Wednesday and Thursday night. But first, Harborview Elementary School was cleared and no bomb or threat was found. Earlier today, at about 12.03 p.m., staff from Harborview Elementary School reported to the Juneau Police Department they had received a bomb threat by phone at the school. Juneau Police Department Lieutenant Craig Campbell says the school was cleared and deemed as safe. JPD responded to the school and assisted staff with searching the building for explosive devices or threats. None were located. Harborview Elementary was briefly evacuated to the back playground. JDHS briefly went into a stay put to keep students inside the school and minimize activity outside until Harborview was cleared. After JPD cleared Harborview Elementary School, both schools resumed normal activities. Working with the FBI office, it is believed that the recent threat is connected to other statewide threats made to communities earlier in the school year. The Relief for Wrangle event was held this morning at the radio station with breeze and donuts given out for every donation. President of the Southeast Alaska Food Bank, Jeremiah Beadle, says this is all about Southeast Alaska Stands Together, which is how Beadle and his friends helped Haynes after the December 2, 2020 landslide. They were getting equipment operators, you know, uh, equipment, everything they could possibly get on the road just to try to make life what it what it should be and get the emergency responders to be able to go where they needed to go to help people. Uh, it was right right around the same time of year. And, and uh, I started to think to myself and some friends of mine, we thought about it and we realized that just to survive and and, and keep everyone uh, safe was going to be their top priority. And Christmas was not something that they were going to be able to focus a lot on. So we went ahead and uh, we called up the Salvation Army in Haines and we asked them, you know, in what ways could we help? They had been cut off from getting food sent to them from the food bank out of Anchorage. Went out and uh, touched base with the food bank here in town. They were happy to send uh, several thousand pounds of food immediately. And now Southeast Alaska Stands Together is here to help wrangle after the November 20th landslide. We're s- separated by water, but that water is the last green highway. So we're separated by a highway. You know, we're neighbors. Everyone growing up here in Southeast Alaska, you realize that, you know, you come and go from Juno. Juno's, Juno's the hub. People come and go through. Uh, if they want to really go somewhere, they, they come into town. They, they fly out from Juno. They fly back in again. This is where they do a lot of their shopping. Long weekends. You know, they have friends and family here. Uh, they need to know that, you know, any anywhere in Southeast needs to know that um, we, we as the hub here in Southeast, uh, being Juno, we're going we're gonna to stand up and we're going to help out wherever we can. This is what Wrangell's Salvation Army needs this Christmas. And right now, there are, there are quite a few people finding themselves in a bind that had never found themselves there before. It's expensive to have a, a baby anywhere. Uh, in Wrangell, you know, it gets even more expensive. Out in southeast Alaska, you know, things have to be shipped so far. Uh, so baby items are a fantastic thing. Uh, diapers, wipes, uh, formula, the basics that just are the day-to-day items. Shelf-stable items, you know, chili, soups. 
mac and cheese, those types of things are real important that they can have on their shelves and, and hand out to folks. As well as the Christmas gifts, I think, are doing pretty well. There's a Christmas registry that Wrangell has set up. The Salvation Army and Wrangell put their angel tree online this year. The Juno Media Center and the Juno Auto Mall both continue to be drop-off points for the Wrangell Food and Toy Drive until next Friday, December 15th. The Alaska Marine Highway System has donated space for the full U-Hauls to get on the ferry and drop-off items. Alaska Marine Lines is also helping out in transporting supplies. And this morning, an anonymous donor announced they will match every donation made today. The 6th grade orchestra and band of Floyd Dryden Middle School hosted a winter concert, and after the show, families could check out a student art show. Floyd Dryden Middle School art teacher Hosanna Bogart talks about seeing her students' art on display. The art show included pieces from 6th graders, 7th graders, and 8th graders. 6th grader Ruth Summers made a hammerhead shark paper mache for the art show. Bogart talks more about that project. So when I ask the kids who has done paper mache before, and I'll tell you, in a class of 25 students, maybe three, had done any paper mache sculpture in elementary school. As you saw, like the sixth graders get to do animals to start. Another musical concert and art show will happen in the springtime. Coming up... Representative Sarah Hannon joined Action Line to talk on the process of the Ethics Committee. That story next with Jordan Lewis when News of the North continues. I'm Jordan Lewis. Representative Sarah Hannon joined Action Line to talk on the process of the Ethics Committee as well as a recent letter from the Attorney General to school districts around the state. First, Rep. Hannon talked on the Ethics Committee. The Legislative Ethics Committee is a committee that is established in statute and actually has fairly extensive statutory guidelines about process and procedures. There are five public members of the committee and they are appointed by the Supreme Court uh, Chief Justice and then uh, two legislators from each body. So two senators with two alternates, two House members with two alternates. If an ethics charge or uh, inquiry is brought to the Ethics Committee, they are brought confidentially. Um, All complaints before the Ethics Committee have to be um, notarized um, and articulated. And then depending on who the member is, if if it's against a member of the House, then the House members, the subcommittee of the Ethics Committee, so still the five public members and then the two House members serve in the evaluation of that. This was sparked by the news story last week revolving around the Ethics Committee that recently dismissed complaints against two members. Hannon also spoke on the recent letter Attorney General Treg Taylor sent to school districts around the state. Much of what the AG's letter on transgender students, participation, privacy, um, the discussion, and we'll use their verbiage of, quote, parental rights, were things contained in legislation that didn't move this year. And, um, you know, from a legislative perspective, it appears that the AG, and this is not a lawyer, right? This is, this is pop chair that... The, because the bill didn't move, that it appears the AG is taking many of the actions that he wanted in statute, that the governor wanted in statute because it was a governor's bill, and placing them into regulations, the AG saying, I've reread these regs on this, and you must now do these things. You can listen to the full interview on our website, knyradio.com. 
Executive Director of Juno Dance Theater, Bridget Lalani, and Artistic Director of Theater Alaska, Florida Lagandino, joined Capital Chat to talk about upcoming auditions for Juno's Got Talent. Luan shares the background of the talent show. We started this back in 2016. Juno's Got Talent was, uh, was we weren't sure if it was going to be a one and done or if it would be something that would catch on. You know, anytime a nonprofit rolls out a new event, it's always like, oh, is this going to take or not? And uh, and it did as a fundraising event for us, a one night event. Uh, we kind of tried a couple different dates and time frames and we settled on the first part of February works really well for us. So we'll be having the event in February third at the Jack. Uh, we do typically sell out. We've got a bar, a silent auction. We'll have performances from Juno Dance Theater students and possibly some other performances from either our judges or our MCs, depending on what Florida comes up with. The annual talent show boasts a variety of performers. Well, last year we had this guy who um, did a really, really wonderful job, but he was like a heart, uh, heavy metal singer, uh-huh. and um, he just really rocked the house last night, last year. It was really great. And then um, uh, a couple of uh, performers doing, uh, did a clown show, which was really fun. Here is how to audition for the 16th and 17th of December. Auditions are at Juno Dance Theater, which is 8420 Airport Boulevard. Uh, we're there on the second floor of the AK Litho building. Yeah, we got a couple time frames there, 6 to 8 p.m. on the 16th or 1 to 3 p.m. On, on Sunday the 17th. And all this information is at junodance.org. There's actually a registration form. We want to know who you are. We want to know about your act, how long you've been performing, uh, because we really do hope for a wide array of performers and um, different types of genres. And the U.S. Department of Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack yesterday announced the first grant recipients under the Indigenous Animals Harvesting and Meat Processing Grant Program, as well as advances in Forest Service co-stewardship with tribes. More than $7 million will be spent to support tribal nations in Alaska. Here is a look at the impact on Southeast. At the summit, Secretary Vilsack announced a partnership with the Sitka Conservation Society to create a new curriculum to educate rural citizens, especially Alaska Native youth, about the Federal Subsistence Management Board, which manages fish and wildlife for subsistence uses on federal public lands and waters in Alaska. The Sitka Conservation Society will receive $300,000 through a cooperative agreement to support this endeavor. In 2023, the Forest Service signed 120 new co-stewardship agreements and nearly tripled annual co-stewardship investments with tribal communities. Alaska's first co-stewardship agreement is on the Mendenhall Glacier Recreation Area. The Forest Service and the Central Council of Clinkett and Haida have implemented a memoranda of understanding on co-stewardship of the Mendenhall Glacier Recreation Area. This agreement will ensure that the history and cultural connection tribes have to the glacier and the surrounding lands are represented through cooperative interpretive programs. Now you're up to date with News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. For continuous updates, visit our website, knmyradio.com.